Thanks for tuning in to listen to this week's episode of Lift Up Your Eyes. Stay tuned after the episode for details on how to stay in touch with this ministry and keep up with all of our content. I hope you enjoy the episode. All right, so we're live. Okay, so we had a good conversation last week about abortion, Roe versus Wade. This week we've decided to discuss uh, school shootings in America, mass shootings in general. I guess, so we, we started out saying we would discuss school shootings. I guess everything we're talking about just pertains to mass shootings in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. But particularly with school shootings, uh, there have been a lot that have been happening. Many have happened since the infamous Columbine in 1999. Uh, and you pointed out some interesting things, facts about uh, some of these school shootings, um, some what, what some people would refer to as coincidences. And uh, it's kind of silly when you refer to something as a coincidence, when you see it, a repeating pattern. Yeah. A, con- yeah. <laughs> a consistent coincidence. That's, um, that's, that in and of itself is like an oxymoron, right? A Absolutely. consistent coincidence. Um, and so we'll get to that in a second. But the most recent school shooting that just about everybody knows about is the Uvalde Mm. school shooting that took place. Then there was another uh, school shooting in Parkland, Mm -hmm. uh, Chicago, that took place. Highland Park. Highland Park. Parkland. Highland Park, Chicago. Highland Park is one of my favorite scotches, so it... (laughs) (laughs) That is why you remember. That's why I I remember it. (laughs) This is a Scotsman. I don't know if everybody remembers that, but this is a Scotsman, so... Um, thank you for pointing that out though. So, and you used to live in Chicago as well. Outside um, of Chicago. Out, out, yeah. Outside of Chicago. So, so that was Highland Park, Chicago. Ironically, what didn't get a lot of media coverage was 60 plus shootings that, that took place in, 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 in city Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Between, what was it? They said, 11.59 p.m. Friday of that weekend to midnight of 4th of July, 60-plus shootings took place. I don't remember how many deaths. Um, it was a high number of deaths, yeah. but 60-plus shootings. And one of the main things I want to put some emphasis on as well is the reason why something like that wouldn't get coverage. Right. Um, and that being, it doesn't fit the narrative that they try the to push. So what is that narrative that we see them pushing with these school shootings and everything that takes that place? That narrative is that they need to take away our guns. They won't come out and say that, <clears throat> but that's effectively what it is because, you know, we have written into our constitution the right to bear arms and to, to maintain a, a, a militia. And, uh, um, they don't like the idea of us having guns. And who who are they? You know, mm-hmm. is that the Van Patten family? Who, who knows who they? <laughs> who, who are these infamous boogeymen? That are yeah. Um, <clears throat> it is, you know, in in my mind, and I may not articulate it in the most beautiful way possible, but there are people at the top, and when I'm what I mean by that is the top tier of society, mm-hmm. um, who 
would have the rest of society be subservient to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've known that for a long time. I've, I've uh, been studying it, not persistently, but uh, certainly um, more so than a lot of people. But since, you know, I read a book in, in the early, I guess it would be the mid to late 80s when I was on the submarine, I read a book mm-hmm. about the, the, the 20th century. And uh, up to that point, obviously, which we were almost at the end of it. Yeah. And so, so what year was that? That was that in, would have been about eighty-seven. So, eighty-seven or eighty-eight of the century. Yeah. Okay. Um, some uh, some historian wrote a book and uh, about that period of time, and a big part of that was the rise of communism mm-hmm. in the in the early part of, of the twentieth century. You know, nineteen fourteen, and you know. Uh, 1917 in Russia, and then and then it spread into the United States, which which most people aren't aware of. That mm-hmm. the Communist Party hit America pretty early, um, and then of course in the 60s, they they told us what they were going to do. They were going to infiltrate the educational system. Um, they were going to you know there's a whole litany of things they were going to do, and Saul Alinsky became sort of the priest of that cult, mm-hmm. um, and he put you know that publication of his was put into the hands of most of the most of the upper crust people who were studying uh in in the major universities around the country i'm not going to turn this into a super political thing if you you go wherever you want but i will point out that hillary clinton held saul alinsky in very high regard yeah she considered him and mao zedong Or heroes, mm-hmm. and of course, he being the, the, the Chinese communist who killed—I can't remember the number now—but his his Holocaust was pretty bad as well. You know, mm-hmm. he killed a lot of his own people right at the same time mm-hmm. that Stalin was doing the same thing. Most people aren't aware that that Stalin in Russia in the 30s was killing you know upwards of 30 million people, mm-hmm. um, Jews, and anybody that he thought was standing against him, including his whole cabinet. I think more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of those ideologies made it into America uh, in the 20s and 30s. And, uh, and of course, in the 50s, they had already infiltrated our, our government at the lower levels. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, they were there. And uh, McCarthy so, tries to point that out. Mm-hmm. General McCarthy? Uh, no. Um, is, is I, no, he was... He was uh, he was a, a senator, I believe. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, he was a, he was a congressman of some sort. I, I, it's been a long while since I've read about him. But, okay, I'm but he was trying to point okay. point that out, and uh, they they basically called it a witch hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe and uh, you know maybe he did falsely accuse some people, and there's been satire made about it that that he was you know paranoid or whatever. So they accuse him of trying to start a witch hunt. For doing nothing more than pointing out the dangers of communism infiltrating right. American democracy, right, right. And so, uh, you know, the they in 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 my original statement, I believe, is just a, a, a sort of almost a consortium of people who believe that uh, we shouldn't have an independent state or an independent group of states that are a nation that that our constitution is wrong on all principles you know they want the they want the communist manifesto and right. and a socialist nation here now and in order to do that <clears throat> let me finish this and then okay. i'll let you speak in order to do that mm-hmm. what they've done in every other communist nation is disarm the public 
And you said I'm gonna let you speak, and that's that's what I wanted you to point out the 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 importance of yeah. one of the main principles of communism in order for them to take over. And you yeah. you already went there, so okay. Yeah. So I do believe and have for a long time that there is a there is an agenda to disarm the public, mm. and so um, mass shootings are in the interest of people who want to play on the emotions of society. Right. The people that really don't have time and perhaps not even the interest um, of trying to defend the Constitution, they don't see the, the, the political discussion about bearing arms. They don't see that as something germane to their life. They don't, it hasn't affected them. Mm-hmm. And so what they want to do is have it affect them. And so... Um, you might say, well, yeah, but you know, these are, these are one-off individuals who are shooting people in mass shootings and, and on the surface you would be right. But like you said, there are some coincidences that I can't help but notice Right. every time one happens. Um, you're about that, to go into those coincidences? Uh, I could, unless you have another question. <laughs> I, I, I want to come back to it. Okay. Um, i but before we go into those coincidences, can you first give us a few examples of communist governments around the world who have put some of those policies in place to de-arm the population before they exert control? Name one. I mean, it, I mean, usually Nazis. Absolutely, uh, Nazi Germany. That you, you can talk to anybody that was there. And I did happen to know a few people, a couple of whom have died, mm-hmm. that were there. And uh, there are people in the public arena here in America who were there who are telling us, don't let them disarm you because that's what they did to us. Right. So, yeah, Nazi Germany, um, Russia in, you know, after they had the Bolshevik Revolution, that was just Russia. And then mm-hmm. what, they had, what they did is went into other countries and take them over. And certain ones of those, they, they disarmed. And, and so they were able to do that in, in a speedy way and they've they you know that's the goal is to take away any means for the populace to defend themselves against a totalitarian government of any kind um so yeah um i I do believe that is a motivation of people that definitely that may not be flying their flag yet yeah they're hiding under the american flag and they might be hiding under the flag of a political party but somewhere back in the layers, there they sit. Right, right. And a lot of them have the money. <laughs> Man, yeah, they have. They do have the funding. Yeah. So, so those are a few examples of it uh, happening. And so, they typically they they'll de-arm the population, and then they that makes it easier for them to exert control. Now, for some people, I'm trying to think in the, in, the, in the mind of somebody who may not have all the information on these topics, um, may not be the most educated when it even comes to how our own government works and with the Constitution, you know, how the Second Amendment helps us protect all the other amendments that seal our rights within the mm-hmm. con- Constitution. But so from that perspective of a person that's, you know, a little more unaware, but they want to become aware um, they may have a question like, let's say, so, so we're telling them the Second Amendment 
is there to help us prevent a tyrannical government from exerting control, right? Yes. If that is the case, then some people pump some people's minds may automatically go to, well, we'll never be as well armed as the government. The government has nuclear capabilities. They have cruise missiles, drones that can fly out and strategically strike different locations and things of this nature. Now, while that is true, in your to me, I think it's a bit far fetched, maybe even preposterous to think that they would go to those lengths to to take over their own country and take over their own people. But what's your perspective on that? Like, why why is that irrelevant when it comes to us still being armed and being able to to, to protect our rights? Well. <clears throat> Um, or do you think, I'm pretty sure you think it's irrelevant, it's, it, that does not negate the fact that we should still have the second minimum of rights, but which we should take? Right, and that's that's been the big argument is if, you know, if I want to buy a tank mm -hmm. for my militia group, then I should be able to mm -hmm. if I can afford it. Right. Because the the second amendment does not specify what arms are. Mm -hmm. But it does say a well-armed militia. Mm -hmm. And so a militia should be armed with anything that an army should be armed with. Right. And so we do have militia units around the country that do have more than just pistols and rifles and hunting guns and right. stuff like that. And, and that's what we're fighting for is the ability for the people right. to maintain a militia. And, and that should be that that standing militia should be there for for uh, um, multiple reasons, you know, um, you know, to defend against, uh, you know, to, to come to arms when it's necessary because of an uprising of some kind, mm -hmm. um, um, you know, an invasion from a foreign country, which we've never suffered. Um, but it's not out right. of the realm of the possibility, you know. And that is one of the things that would currently make it very hard for other countries to. I think that's one of the, the reasons US. we've never had an invasion is because right. we have, uh, you know, the so citizens of this country have more guns than most armies do. Right. Exactly. So, and they know that, and that that's. It. But here's the thing about uh, communism and the left and their their whole. Agenda which they will not give up. They they're worse than a pit bull. They cling to it and they fight mm -hmm. for it more so than a lot of Americans think to defend their own freedom. Yeah, um, they're not going to give up, and it's a psyop. They've been doing a, a psyop for the last sixty years or more. Define psyop. A, a psychological operation where they've been hammering the public with their. Repeated propaganda. Propaganda. Mm -hmm. And play, like I said, playing on the emotions of the public that that really don't take the time to think about those things. They're busy raising kids and having families and don't they, they feel secure by the Constitution. And, right. And they don't maybe see the need, you know, to to even speak out, much less, you know, get political in any way about uh, uh, protecting the Second Amendment. Pushing out propaganda like that is almost like a form of a political branding, right? Yeah. And, and the, one of the reasons I say that is because a, a popular reference pops in my mind. Um, and this is kind of unrelated, but it is related principle-wise. When they used to do blind 
Coca-Cola Pepsi test, right? Mm-hmm. When they would tell people there were no labels on it and they would say which one tastes better, people the vast majority of the time would choose Pepsi. But when they would tell them what it was before they chose, the vast majority of the time they would choose Coca-Cola. They also had uh, sensors hooked up to their brains and they weren't just saying it because the Coca-Cola branding was the first thing that popped in their mind. They were saying it because they actually thought it. Mm -hmm. Their brain showed that they truly thought Coca-Cola was better than Pepsi only when they saw the label Coca-Cola versus Pepsi. But when they saw no labels, their brain showed they actually thought this unlabeled one, which was Pepsi, was better. And so what that tells me is repeated branding over a, over a length of time, it sets in. Just yes. like the old adage goes, you tell a lie for long enough, you don't start enough. to believe it. Yeah, that and is. so same, same thing with propaganda. That's when you exactly tell it long it enough, it starts to sink in and people yeah. start to believe this crap. Especially if they don't have a premise to the contrary already established in their mind. If right. they don't know what the Constitution right. says. Yeah, because you're working with a blank slate. You're working they, with a blank slate. Yeah. And you just come in and program it. And that's what they've been doing. They've been in our education system. That's why they had the, the government create <laughs> the uh, uh, education agency, whatever it's called. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Oh, so it was over the curriculum for schools yeah. and everything? Yeah. Yeah, that's why they did all of that. And they, they you know, they've. Uh, most of the, you know, the, the most of academia in this country is controlled by the left. Yes. And so they are programming, they're not educating, they're programming a populace to receive those ideals. Yeah. And all the way up to the university level. Oh yeah. Schools, elementary. Yeah. Well, they, they started at the top. Yeah. And they kept working their way down and now they're all the way down to kindergarten. And it's obvious. It should be obvious. Yeah. You know, I can remember 30 one thirty-two years ago being in Georgia and I had a Navy buddy that was a believer that we used to go, he and I used to go preach together and he was, his wife was pregnant mm-hmm. with their first child. And uh, as far as he knew, that child was going to go to schools there in, in, at, you know, right out, right outside the base where we lived. And, and he found out about, you know, those agendas going into the school. This was 90, yeah. 1990. And, uh, he was livid. You know, and he he brought the information home, I think, from a school board, some some post, you know, and and uh, wanted to stir me up. Of course, I was getting out of the Navy. I wasn't married at the time and I was getting out. But I was just as livid over what they were bringing into the school in 1990. Yeah. That's 30, 32 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, um what's there now is far worse and it's all the way down at the at the lower levels yeah and and it, and it is it's propaganda and so it's that's the day and so yeah they want to take away the guns so that so that Americans can't defend themselves so that they can turn it into a, into a socialist nation and and you know I I was saying that back in the 90s and I look like I had three heads yeah. to most people <laughs> even to republicans you know yeah. I look like I was a, a wingnut you know, some people probably still think I am, but uh, there's a whole lot more evidence in on the surface now than there was back right, then. Right, right. And this is one of them. You know, is is the fact that these uh, very useful mass shootings occur yeah. when, when and where they occur. Right. Yeah. So one of the things you you mentioned just the they 
in that scenario what they want mm -hmm. for the population and for America. And the elitist mindset, right? Mm -hmm. How I believe many of these politicians are puppets to begin with, but they're paid off and they're paid for and brought. Mm -hmm. But many of these politicians, they still have an elitist mindset as well mm -hmm. in that, oh, we can have armed security. But you can't. But you can't have guns to protect yourself. That's right. That's that's mind boggling to me. They, it, you know, it, it's they think they deserve it. They, you know, they got elected. They got they got educated. They have money. You know, they were voted for. They think they deserve it. Right. Um, we haven't earned that right. Right. You know, we're, we're not. We're not that's... that. We're, we're not that cream of the crop. You know. And the, the funny thing is, is they're broadcasting all of this in the media. They've been broadcasting all of this stuff in the movies. Mm -hmm. You know, they're telling yeah. us what they're doing in the movies. Yeah. You know, Hollywood is bought and paid for by these people as well. Yeah. You know, and uh, they're, they're telling us what they're doing and we're just sitting there eating our popcorn and, you know, mm -hmm. taking taking the wrong pill. And right. Right. Seriously. <laughs> following right. along and just, Man. you know, and they're and, and and they do a good job of painting anybody that brings it up mm -hmm. as if. We're the wing nuts. Right. You know, I can remember, I can't remember what election it was, but um, I think it was one of the Obama elections. I'm not 100% sure, but they basically, the, the, the uh, attorney general made a list of people to keep an eye on. And, I, <laughs> you wow. know, veteran, conservative, religious, you know, and it was like 15 to 20 things. Yeah. You know. And I, I was all but one of them. <laughs> you, know? you, you hit all the red flags. <laughs> yeah. On that and, list. And, wow. And, and that's 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 the problem with the law that they just put out. If I'm not mistaken, I, I read about it, but I don't know. I don't know the final bill how it how it went. But they had basically a tell on your neighbor clause in that law. Mm -hmm. And so anybody that doesn't like you and that, that knows you may have a gun. They you know they turn you in. You know, what's interesting about that tell on your neighbor clause, one of the first things that popped in my mind, my mind <laughs> was uh, neighbors turning on on neighbors during the times of the Holocaust, mm -hmm. turning in people who were formerly their neighbors yep. to the Nazis to be killed. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's like. Yeah, and that, you know, you and I know we, you know, we know how easy it is for people who once seemed loyal to betray. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And and yeah. The, you know, so if someone is just a nominal friend or just a neighbor that you might have, they might have borrowed sugar from you, they're not going to have any qualms about turning you in, especially if you throw, you know, accidentally drop something on their yard that they don't like. They just make a phone call. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous where where this country is going. It's it is, it is, man. That, that's wow. So, I guess going back, I think there's a few thing, a few other things I want to cover as well. But uh, let's start to relate some of this to the word, right? So, this idea, there's a strong idea, especially amongst the believing community that Messiah, he, he was all about love. 
and about uh, um, preserving life. Yeah. You know, came to give us eternal life. Hmm. You know, believing in him is eternal salvation. And so for a lot of people, they have a hard time connecting how men and women of God should embrace something like the Second Amendment mind, uh, Second Amendment right, because in their minds, it automatically go. They equate it with violence, mm-hmm. not protection, but violence. Right. Now, I'll take it back secular real quick. If you look at the statistics, many of the more conservative ran uh, areas, whether it be districts, counties um, that that give you those rights, you know, they have lower crime rates overall and safer communities than some of these more liberal communities that have some of the strictest gun laws in the country. And they have the highest gun crime. You look at any society, whether it be local, uh, uh, regional, or or a whole nation, any any society that has gone gunless, Mm -hmm. crime has shot up. Yes, yes. And, and uh, people find other ways to commit crimes, but criminals don't give up their guns. Right, exactly. And they'll the find only... ways yes. to get them. And, and to me, that's always been common sense. Yeah. If you put in laws to restrict guns, the only person who are going to follow laws are law-abiding citizens. We already have in the United States some of the strictest gun laws. Some mm-hmm. of the, you know, there's already on the books that you have to apply mm-hmm. to purchase certain guns right you know there's you know we 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 have the second amendment which guarantees the right to bear arms but we also have laws at at local state and federal levels right that regulate the purchasing of guns oh, and man, so man. you know it's not the laws that are the problem it's the enforcement of them that are the problems because yeah. the same people who want those laws and have them don't enforce them yeah and so it's the it, you know it's you know like i said the citizenry of the united states owns more guns than most armies do yeah. and we're not out there killing each other right you know <laughs> right. we're, we're not it's not mad max just yet you know that's right um right here in this neighborhood it probably surprise people how many guns there are <laughs> you know and we haven't killed our neighbors yet right you know, right? Because you're law-abiding. Citizens. Because we're law-abiding citizens, we have those guns to protect ourselves from the one-offs. Right. You know. Exactly. And like, I think it's Maine that that most recently um, went open carry and and uh, lowest crime rate in the country. Wow. You know. So uh, speaking of that, um, just like Scotus just made the decision um, about Roe versus Wade, Scotus also. Uh, um, made a decision that makes it more difficult for New York to place uh, very stringent laws or requirements for people to get concealed carry permits. Mm-hmm. And they were up in arms about yeah. this. And I believe it was, the, uh, you guys can fact check me, but I believe this was the governor, governor of uh, New York. She said, New York is now going to be like the wild, wild west. Ma'am, from the from the, the, the information that we've heard about the crime is. rates in New York, it's already wild, wild. And that's west. why people want exactly. to carry guns. Exactly. Is because they're they she you know, we were 
I, I took my wife and son to New York back in when well, Jake was 14, so that mm-hmm. was 12 years ago. Yeah. And uh, we felt safe. Yeah. You know, there's no way I would go to New York right now. Isn't it also a female mayor of New York City? I, the lat Now? I think so. Okay, so I believe it was the governor that made that previous statement I just said, but I believe it was the mayor who was in a press conference and a news commentator. This may have been the governor as well, but I think it was the mayor. Uh, she made a statement along the lines of, uh, we're going to do whatever it, it takes to, um, uh, what exactly did she say? Gosh, I, I don't want to butcher her words. I don't, I don't remember the exact way she said it. But basically, she was telling people that we're going to make sure things are put in place to keep you all safe. And one of the one of the um, one of the news uh, reporters that were there asked her a question. They said, well, have you uh, do you have the data that shows the crime rates and gun violence rising amongst concealed carry permit holders? Like, do you have data to support that, to show that crime rate goes up when you have more concealed carry permit holders? Um, because according to our data, it, you know, basically that, that's not the case. You know, the percentage of concealed carry permits around the country that commit crimes is extremely low. Mm-hmm. It basically keeps the community more safe. The, this woman's response was, we don't need data. Yeah. We don't need. In, all, in other words, we don't need facts. Don't care. Yeah, we don't need facts don't to, to know that this is That's this right. this makes it more dangerous. That that was her rationale. Yeah, this is a professional that that made a statement like All that. All you've got to do to to figure out that these people want to control you, to have autonomous control over you without your ability to react, is look at what happened in twenty twenty. With COVID, when COVID hit, yeah, because. Everybody was willing to, and of course, you know, I guess I'm the wingnut. I, I, I never put on a mask, but <laughs> but most people just automatically submitted. You're without, right. And all I wanted was, I want to see some data. Right, exactly. I want to know. Yeah. You know, I, I want to know what this is. And, and, and of course, I knew that it was just a, a cold that had been jacked up, you know, and, and tuned, yeah. you know, turbo cold is all it was, you know. Right. And uh, not to get off into that, but but the way that they responded and, and subjugated Americans and took away their rights without without it was it was it was a test for one thing to see whether or not they could do it. And everybody willingly and gave everybody up. Everybody willingly did it, you know, and yeah. believed their government for two years. Right. Some of them still do believe it, but I think some people are finally starting to wake up and realize they were lied to. Yeah. You know, um, no, they don't want to see data. They don't. They they are interested in one thing, and that's to take away the guns. Right. That's all it is. You know, and and Biden's executive order kind of proves that. You know, it, he flouted the Supreme Court and wrote an executive order to, you know, um, have abortion anyway. Yeah. You know, versus what the Supreme Court said. And there's another thing that, that you need to talk about, you know. Everybody's getting up in arms about the 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 number of students that are dying in schools and that is it's it's horrible. Hmm. And and it shouldn't be that way at all. There shouldn't be one student. I don't remember ever 
a student dying in school when I was a child. Right. And so, you know, it's horrible. But what about the kids that were killed in Chicago? Mm. What about the, the 62 million babies that were killed? It's not about protecting children. Yeah. It's not about protecting children. Right. It's not. It's about playing on people's emotions mm -hmm. and making them feel guilty about owning a gun or supporting the Second Amendment. Right. And, and you know keep dropping that water on them, <laughs> like water torture, and, until they give in. Yeah. That's what it is. You know, I've, uh, I've often thought about this, and I know um, I've asked a few people this question, and, you, you know, you can see when people get a little uncomfortable when you ask a, a certain questions. Um, one of the questions that I've asked people is, can you imagine, just like paint this scenario, imagine your child, in a classroom, sitting with, you know, with their other kids going about their regular day. And all of a sudden there is an active shooter on site in the school. If that shooter comes to your child's classroom. At that very point. Would you prefer there be somebody there with a firearm to meet that shooter? Or would you prefer there not be someone with a firearm right. to meet that shooter? Would you just prefer that the the, well, the, the, the teacher try to use their body as a shield until yeah, they're dead? That is what they then, would prefer. If you're, it depends on who you're talking to. If yeah. you're talking to a sane human being, right? They're going to want that child defended, and, and a gun. They know through common sense, right, that an armed person would be well, far more apt to yeah. protect the child. Than someone who is unarmed. Yes. All right. So it depends on who you're talking to, but that is exactly what the left, the they, that is what they want. Right. Because they want to the emotion to take over the country and everybody just turning their guns. Yeah. You know, they managed to pull it off in Great Britain. They managed to pull it off in Australia, and I'm, I'm you know, the the few Australians that I know re regret that decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because their government has abused them since. They're now even talking about, um, uh, I know there's a ban on certain blade sizes in the UK, but mm -hmm. I believe they're talking about banning knives just in general, walking around with uh, knives because yeah. criminals are going to find what they need to commit their crimes Absolutely. with. That's, that's not going to really affect crime rates. Um, and God forbid something like this were to happen, but let's say even when it comes to... Uh, people who have mental issues that'll go out and commit a crime like this to children. What's to stop them from getting into a car and waiting for the school bell to, to ring to try to run, to drive down the, the kids. Yeah. And I, I hate to even think about that, but are we going to ban cars at that point or like how, where, 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 where does it go? If, if that is, we know that's not the, the, the true yeah um, Yeah, design, if, if, if you follow the, case, the logic, then we're going to have to wrap ourselves in bubble wrap and everybody wear a, right. an armored suit and everybody walk wherever they're going to go and use plastic spoons to eat with. Mm. And, you know, it, we're just going to have to, you know, it's, it's, it's like helicopter government, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we must protect you from any harm whatsoever, you know, yeah. and we're the only ones who can protect you. You know, and they, you, you're telling me you're going to protect me. <laughs> right. 
You know, it's crazy. after what I've seen you already do, I don't think so. Oh, man. You know? Yeah. Um, it, we've re- removed the autonomy from, from the local governments, and we've, re- we've removed the, res- the responsibility of, of the citizenry to behave. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, that's why you have all the problems. Yeah. You know, we've, we've taken God out of the schools. We've made it, yep. we've made it our culture, basically a culture of death where our children are watching television and playing video games where people are dying every five seconds mm-hmm. and they're anesthetized to it. They're numb to the sanctity of life. They don't understand that we are, you know, God put us here to take care of one another and we're supposed to protect each other, you know, from people who just go around killing people and we're supposed to sustain life and not snuff it out. And we shouldn't have a mentality where it's so easy to, to stomach the the notion of of people dying uh, senselessly, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, that's the, that's why they've, you know, they've made the, they've made the discussion about the second amendment so tricky because they're playing on the emotions. Yeah. And what they try to do is paint people who support the Second Amendment as if they have no emotions, they don't care about kids, don't care about safety, don't care about anything but their guns. Right. You know, and it's, it's so far from the truth. And this, the statistics prove it. It's like you already pointed out. Gun-toting Americans that do it legally don't hurt people. That's right. Because <laughs> they, they the statistics are there. Right. Yeah. And the only thing you do when you place stringent laws like that on the population is put the law-abiding citizens at, at a disadvantage. You That's put them right. at, at risk. And particularly uh, within the black community mm-hmm. in, in these uh, liberal-ran cities in the inner cities where there are high um, rates of gun crime, the majority of black people in those communities are law-abiding citizens. Mm-hmm. Some of those people live in terror because of the uh, crime that goes on, and they 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 are very limited in what they can do to protect themselves. And that's a that's crying right. shame. That's sad. That's right. You know. So going back to, I guess, kind of bringing this full circle to the word, right? Um, are there any examples that you can think of of uh, within a word of just groups of people protecting themselves or exerting their, their, uh, the right, if you will, to protect themselves. Well, sure. Um, you know, Israel had to do it all the time. They were, they were under attack all the time. Um, when, when you can start with Israel, when they were in Egypt, they were slaves. They didn't have weapons. The only Mm -hmm. thing they did was work, 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 work seven days a week. Mm -hmm. When God brought them out, they left with weapons. Yeah. They were going out of uh, a nation where they were slaves, and they were going in first into the wilderness to establish their religious constitution, basically, and then they were going into Canaan. And can, they, I, can I ask a quick question? Mm-hmm. And you remember, remember where you left off? They were going into okay. Canaan, but that's strange. You mean to tell me when they were slaves, their slave masters didn't allow them to have weapons? Exactly. That's interesting. Yeah. But when they were free, they had they weapons. They had weapons to keep their freedoms. That's right. Is that okay? It might be. That might interesting be. how that works. Okay. <laughs> so, so you said when they were going into Canaan, <laughs> they were going into Canaan. They were going. Of course, we. You know, they were going in to fight wars. They were. They got. God basically built an army. But while they were on their way, and before they even 
moved very far into the wilderness, they were already attacked and they had to fight their first war. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, that was the reason that they left Egypt with weapons. And, and the, the reason and the funny thing is, is they had been enslaved by Egyptians for, for 200 and some odd years, 230 years, I think it is. And the Egyptians were the one who gave them the weapons. They didn't turn around and kill the Egyptians. Right. They just armed themselves and left. They just wanted freedom. They just wanted the ability to protect themselves. So you said roughly 230 years. Mm -hmm. So before the 230 years before they were enslaved as a population, why were they not allowed to bring their weapons with them into slavery? They weren't slaves when they got there. Only 70 came in from Canaan. They became a nation when they were in Egypt. Right. So the 70 probably, they had their weapons. Right. But between that between time, that time becoming slaves. You know, it's hard to say it, it was either the first or second generation after yeah. Joseph died, they became slaves. Right. The, the reason I ask that is because what it makes me think of is... They didn't just walk in and say, hey, we want to be slaves. Right. Well, well, well here's where my mind was going with it. What does a uh, a government, a governmenting society need? A governmenting uh, what's the word I should use? Entity, a governmenting entity. What do they need to do in order to turn the population into slaves? Take away their weapons. They need to de-arm them. They need to take away those weapons. That's right. And we've seen that throughout history. Just about every uh, every um, anywhere where a, where a society has been subdued and turned into yes. some kind of servitude. Yes, yes they've been they've disarmed. Taking those. Guns and whatever, whatever weapons they it's had. It's what Great Britain was doing in, in the United States. Well, in the, in the colonies, it's mm-hmm. exactly what Great Britain was doing, was taking the guns. And so yeah. that was uh, Lexington and Concord was, was fought over the fact that the, the, the colonists went and took some guns back. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I, I... It's, 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 it's basic. It's yeah. so very basic, you know. So right. biblically, yeah, that group did it. But here's the one that most people don't realize. It's an, it's an obscure little verse that people seem to skip. And that's when right before Passover, Yeshua is talking to his disciples. And he says, uh, uh, go, go and buy you some swords. And yep. he says, we have two. And he says, that'll be enough. But he was telling his disciples that they were going to be persecuted after he died and rose again and left the earth. He was basically telling them to prepare for persecution. And he said, you might want to go get you some swords. Yeah. yeah. There's a sweet, loving Jesus. Right. Who, who's a peacenik who doesn't want anybody to harm anybody, mm-hmm. told his own disciples to go buy weapons. Yes. That's right. You're absolutely and right. they had weapons on them. When Yeshua was arrested. Because somebody's ear got sliced off. <laughs> you are right. This is, they carried weapons. So. They carried weapons. They, there were bandits. Man. There were marauders. You know, they, they went through Samaria one time. And a lot of people, that's why the Good Samaritan is such a relevant story. And I believe it possibly actually happened. Mm. Is because there were bandits on the road between, between Jerusalem and Samaria and Samaria and Galilee. And they were making that circuit. You know, mm-hmm. and they were armed, you know, but it wasn't Yeshua wasn't going around like like Muhammad trying to s- cause people to submit to him. Right. But he wanted his disciples protected and, you know, they needed to live. Yeah. They had a mission. 
you know, and, and he was the one who told them before he left, make sure you're armed. That's right. That's right. It's, it's, that's a funny thing to, uh, to connect, you know, the fact that our God, Abba, his son, Yeshua, and the salvation we get through him is all about eternal life mm-hmm. living. To connect that and say that, well, if you're believers, you wouldn't be for taking other life. But you don't connect it to preserving your own? Well, or the, preserving the, the book of life Romans. of loved ones or, yeah. or the righteous? Or, you, you don't like... Yeah. That's, that's silly to me. Yeah, well, there's a Torah precept that, you know, the, the preservation of life is above all. Amen. You know, it, you know if... if it, so, yes, I'm commanded not to murder. That's what most people don't realize is the, the commandment. Because the Ten Commandments, you know, thou shalt not kill. That's not what it says. It murder. says lo tirzach, which is murder. That's right. Say it again right. for the Lo tirzach, you will not murder. Murder, right. All right. There That's what the difference. command says. Yes. All right. Because the same book, the book of the Torah, tells us to defend life and gives mm-hmm. rights to people who defend lives, even gives rights to people who who murder out of out of out of what's called kana or jealousy because they, because, you know, or uh, there's another word that's associated with that where someone is, is, is consumed by their anger because of their relative or their friend or their loved one who was, who was harmed yeah. and they go and kill them, they could flee. God right. actually gave them protection because they Believe rose up in their in their anger and their emotion after having lost someone, and they go and and take vengeance. Yeah, right. the avenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take vengeance for that. God gives them an out. Yeah, because no one was there to protect that one, you right. know, who who died. So um, the preservation of life is above everything else, and governments are supposed to promote the preservation of life. Mm-hmm. We have a government that is promoting the, the, the causing of death in people. And, and, and the one way that they do it is by this, this whole, you know, Biden executive order about, you know, we'll kill babies anyway, no matter what the Supreme Court says. Yeah. Um, and then uh, who cares if your children are dying? We're not going to let you carry guns. Mm. You know, it's interesting to me that it was a dad at a barber shop it had to stop mm-hmm. the killing in Uvalde. You know? Yeah. He wasn't on duty. He had to leave the barber's chair. And bar- I think he borrowed the barber's gun, if I remember right. I'm wow. not sure. But yeah. he, had to leave- he had to leave the barber's <laughs> chair because the cops wouldn't do anything about right. it. Right. You know? Um, preservation of life is, is, is our duty. Yeah. It, it, you know, there's, we are, we have an obligation to protect people who cannot defend themselves. And that's what, that's what, that's why God put a dad in a home mm-hmm. is to make him the protector of that home. Right. And he should use any means possible to keep his own family alive and safe. Yeah. And that's why people want to be able to hold their guns is because they want to be able to protect themselves from the society that this you know that that they are creating <laughs> and and possibly from a government that wants to enslave us do yeah. us harm that's why people want their guns yeah you know uh i did not 
admittedly, I did not go and do the individual research on, on this particular uh, point that I'm about to bring up. Um, but from what I've heard, there was actually another recent school um, active shooter. So not a school shooting, but an active shooter on a school with, uh, here in Texas. Um, and the reason why it's not getting media coverage is because it didn't fit the narrative. Nothing. Yeah. It was, um, from what I heard from, and I'm going to go back and read up on this and I, uh, advise other watchers and listeners to go and do their own research on this as well. But what, from what I've heard, there was a, a black guy that showed up with, um, with a gun, uh, and one of the staff, I guess this was at like a summer camp at one of the uh, schools and one of the staff was armed and they killed him before he had a chance to commit yeah. any killings or anything like that. Yeah. I had I had to hear about this from somebody else. Word of mouth. I, yeah, I, I, I may have read about I may have read a headline about it, but I didn't read the article. So, yeah, they've they've obviously kept that one under wraps because I don't. There's no media if, coverage. If I that. heard about it. I didn't read the details. Yeah, you know, I was just busy at the time. But, um, but yeah, if it doesn't fit the narrative, if it shows that a gun protected people, yeah, they're not going to tell it. Right. You right. Know, there, there's been several instances. I know it, there was there was. It may have been the one that I'm thinking of, where it was a woman in Virginia that actually took took a person out. Yeah. An active shooter out with a licensed handgun. Yeah. You know, she was licensed and carrying. Yeah. And the guy tried to shoot people and she took him out. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hear about that. Yeah. That, that doesn't because and that's exactly why, because it doesn't play to the emotions of their narrative, which right. is to disarm us. So if it if it if it if there's a situation where they show that somebody with a gun took someone like that out or if it's a situation where a lily white man <laughs> came in there uh, was not the one that was on, you know, with the active shooter. You know, that, that kind of, they, yeah. they play these race baiting games yep. as well. They, yes. they, they drive that in there. Yep. That doesn't fit the narrative if it's a non-white man that, that goes and uh, does something like this, you right. know, or a non-light colored complected man. Cause yeah. it could be like, like a, a light complected Latino and they'll, yeah. they'll try to make it. Not as dark enough. Like He's a, not dark yeah, enough. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, but it's, it's not sad. funny. You know, it's, it's really it's it really infuriating. Is if you Man. let it, if you let yourself think about it, it's absolutely infuriating Man. because yeah, because it plays to the very thing that they so self righteously think that they're not, which is racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they they are race baiters. They are, and they want you know that's divide and conquer. Yeah. That's part of the the Alinsky agenda is to divide and conquer. Yeah, you know. Uh, subliminate, feed them junk, you know, dumb them down about their own rights, yep. play on their emotions, divide them racially. All of these things yep. are part of that process, that, that, that successful socialist takeover agenda. Didn't Saul Alinsky have like a something similar to the, to like a communist manifesto oh, yes. way, just a whole like yes. playbook of tactics that you, yeah, that this you is what you do. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And a lot of people just don't, they don't teach that kind of stuff in school. So we, you yeah. know, we don't know they, these things. You, yeah. you know, you, just, you have to do your own individual research to find out a lot of these things. But, uh, but it's sad though, you know? Yeah. But, uh, is there anything else to, I guess, to sum up, um, the conversation, anything, any other points that come to mind for you that you want to put emphasis on? Well, I, you know, I can remember the, 
Um, I had the name of it on my mind just a few minutes ago. We're going to start calling this, this section uh, Daniel's Final Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I had, I had an incident on my mind. I can't remember when it was. It, it starts with an S. It was up in New York somewhere. I had that. That's when I... A place? Syracuse? Yeah. No. No, I can't remember. What happened there? Snow something. Snow. I can't remember. This is a mass shooting. It's one of the mass shootings. Recent? No, this has been years ago. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I, I can't remember if it was before or after. I think it was after Columbine, but before the rest of the major ones. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that's when I first noticed something's not quite right. Yeah. And that's when I started really paying attention when these things happen. And, of course, you, you sort of alluded to it a while ago. Virginia Tech. It was right around that uh, time. And I'm going to, after this episode, in the details, people will be able to go and look at the episode details. I'm going to go and look through all the major school shootings mm -hmm. and put the dates that they happened. Yeah. Um, and everybody can keep in mind that most uh, most years, the NRA convention is usually around April or May. Yeah. So. I, I, it, it just, to me, the details of those stories don't, they line up in ways that they shouldn't line up and then they don't line up like you would expect them to. And I don't know if I'm able to communicate what I'm, what I'm trying to say effectively, but I just started getting suspicious. And so what I've noticed is, is that these things conveniently happen in very convenient times and in convenient places and and they are sh they are rife with coincidence that is almost beyond the realm of statistical possibility in my mind right and the thing that i'm talking about is their nearness to both chronologically and geographically to nra conventions mm -hmm. and uh, other events that political events um, election cycles these Things always happen, and it 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 looks a little too orchestrated. Too many me. consistent coincidences. Too many coincidences, <laughs> and yeah. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't have time to go sit and listen to YouTube right, right, <laughs> and, right. and and, and uh, conspiracy theorists. Uh, you know, I've 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 heard of some of them, but I'm I don't follow them. But yeah. and like I said, I just don't have time. I got too much other more important things to do, but. I'm also, I don't have my head in the sand and I'm, I'm looking for the guy behind the curtain. You know, yeah. we're in a Wizard of Oz situation where there is somebody behind the curtain mm -hmm. running things, Yeah. you know, and um, I just think you better look behind that curtain. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think America better, better pull a Dorothy and peek behind the curtain. It, it, it really does. So thinking of things like that and these agendas that people who are behind mm -hmm. the curtains are pulling the strings to con yeah. control, um, it really makes you. I, re I just really want everybody to, to just understand that is why our Second Amendment right is so important. That's right. To stop agendas like that from the framers had out. gone through it where they where they had been handled by. Those kind of people, mm -hmm. and they knew the thing that they knew was the nature of man, and they had, you know, people had been oppressed for so many years by royalty and by their governments, and so people were rising up in thought first. Guys like John Locke and Rousseau and, and these other guys all over Europe that were 
thinking we got to fix these problems. And, and our framers took that and the scriptures and good common sense and tried to put protections in to keep us from going through those same things. But they, what's happening is people are picking at what at the laws that were put in place and circumventing yeah. them and just <clears throat> bulldozing over them in order to take away, uh, in order to repress us again, right. quite honestly. Right. And, uh, um, <clears throat> you know, if they, if people knew, if the framers knew how, how heavily we were taxed and how restricted our freedoms were, they'd be like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> you know? Um, so, but more than that, I think, I think the thing that I would like to hammer home is is that Yeshua is a protector of life. And Amen. God prescribed in his own word that we protect people. And so most people who are standing up about the second amendment it's because they feel obliged to protect their own family from mm -hmm. anybody including our own government. That's right. And uh it is our Declaration of Independence that expressly says that we, it is a God-given right to overthrow a government that takes, that, that, that causes those uh, oppressive things, you right. know. Because that's a tyrannical government. That's what tyranny is, mm -hmm. you know. That, that it, you know, we have, a, we have an obligation to overthrow a government that oppresses us and takes away our rights because right. they are, our rights are God-given. I, I get so sick of people saying that the Supreme Court secures my rights. No, they don't. Yeah. They interpret law and they, 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 they guide the laws, but they don't secure, they, they might participate in securing our rights, but they don't give them to us. They're right. God given rights to, I have a right to protect myself and my, that's a good my point. loved ones. Yeah. You know, and that's what I'm interested in. That's all I'm interested in is protecting my family from, from any uh, threat. That's right. That's it. And uh, and some of that threat is economical threat, which would probably come at a, uh, come up at a later date. But mm -hmm. but right now, what we're talking about is physical threat that people and there are people out there who just like to hurt people because we've brainwashed people uh, not to honor the, the sanctity of life. So, That's right. So yeah, I'm, I mean I'm I'm all for saving lives. Amen. You know? Amen. Preservation and, of and life. Taking guns away ain't gonna do it. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to achieve the opposite effect. Right, it's going to do the exact opposite. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's a good uh, place to end off another good episode. Look forward to next week's discussion. Okay. All right. Thanks for tuning in to listen to this week's episode of Lift Up Your Eyes. In the description, you'll find all the links to our websites and social media content. Please make sure you're subscribed to our podcast as we can be found on all major podcast platforms. If you feel compelled to support this ministry, please feel free to do so by donating via the Get the Word Out link in the description. All proceeds go toward growing this platform and the Mikdash Mayot ministry. Until the next time, we pray God blesses you with Shalom in the name of Yahweh Yeshua Mashiach.